Hello and welcome to DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode 105. I'm your host, Joel, and welcome back, Jace. Yo, how's it going? Hello, hello. Man, I don't know about you, Jace, but, uh, you know, we are now four weeks into the spring 2022 season. Things are just chugging along for me that uh, it's been another solid week of shows that uh, I feel like a lot of things are really hitting their stride now. Uh, Birdie Wing, as we will get into, just continues to be the sleeper hit of the season for us, I think. Um, Oh, yeah. I'm somehow managing to keep up still with over a dozen shows. Um, I've been doing pretty good about, you know, just watching a couple every day. I haven't seen, I think, three or so that have dropped in the past 36-ish hours. But uh, that's sort of, you know, the status quo for me right now of a a couple pile up over a day or two. And then I watch an hour or so of anime. And uh, that's pretty good that one of the ways that I sort of explain to non-anime watchers the way that I watch anime or how much anime I watch is that if you say I'm watching 15 shows in a season that sounds like whoa are you obsessed like is this a problem how much is how much of your life is this consuming but if you put it in movie terms if uh, that's how I usually describe it so I'll say it's like I watch three movies a week and suddenly that sounds super reasonable then if someone says oh uh, every other day, I watch a movie. I sit down and watch a movie for two hours. Now you say, oh, yeah, that's totally reasonable. Heck, most people watch more than two hours of TV every day. Saying that you watch uh, uh, three movies in a week sounds completely reasonable. And that uh, once you put it in those framing terms that people realize, oh, you can watch a ton of anime, and it's not actually this absurd time commitment. Yeah. It's, okay. it's funny because like I never I never thought I'd find myself watching this many shows at once and keeping up with them, considering usually my weekly routine was watching AEW and uh, watching uh, superhero time. So Kamen Rider and Super Sentai. So that's like four shows a week, you know, six if you include the AEW YouTube shows. And now I'm tracking like 12 shows as well. And just like. Why, why did anime have to suddenly explode and just get even better than I could imagine when I was huge into it, like back in 2012, 2013, <laughs> before I fell out of it for a while? It's just, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good time to be a fan. A um, couple of news and notes updates that I sort of want to share with people. Um, one thing, this is from a while back that shortly after the announcement of the Funimation Crunchyroll merger and the merging also of their streaming platforms, I'd mentioned that I had renewed my Funimation uh, annual subscription in January, and then they announced the merger in February and said that starting the spring season, so this season, that no new shows were going to be going to the Funimation platform. And Mm. obviously, this put me in a bit of an awkward position because I had just paid up front for a year's subscription which I'm now being told most of the value is not going to be there, that uh, the Funimation platform still exists. Uh, They concluded the the winter season. All the new stuff went up on there, so stuff like Ranking of Kings and a couple others. Most of the library from Funimation is actively being ported over to the Crunchyroll site, and I think that at this point... The majority of it is done. There's a couple things that are lagging behind my guesses. There's probably just some, you know, legal red tape that uh, the whole licensing process, as I I can't say that I have firsthand experience working with this, but I know enough people that have the firsthand working experience that I understand that it can be a bit of a pain, that you need to get a lot of different signatures, you need to go through a lot of formalities, and uh, not to mention the fact that obviously you're having to work across the globe on this type of stuff. So yeah. I am not shocked that some of these are taking a bit longer and I'm sure they're going to get things settled. But they had said on Twitter, if you were a Funimation annual subscriber to contact their customer support and yep. I contacted them and th- this was probably about a month ago. Um, they got back to me within a day or two saying, hey, if you could provide your uh, account information for both Crunchyroll and Funimation, just to make sure, you know, verify everything on their end, totally reasonable stuff. Um, And then I didn't hear from them for a while. And I heard back from them yesterday. And 
to be honest, I don't really begrudge the folks in their customer service department because they're probably yeah. getting thousands of these requests and uh, processing everything and verifying, okay, this person does in fact have a account on our site, yada, yada. That, um, do I wish it could have been a bit faster? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, it's not absurd. And they did get back to me. And the result of it was they gave me a year subscription to Crunchyroll with their middle of their three tiers that they have the basic tier, which is what I normally go with, which is like eight bucks a month yep. for one screen, all access and whatnot. Um, there's the middle one that has uh, up to four screens, I think. Um, I think it gets priority access to CRX registrations and a couple other ones. And they have like their super tier, which is 15 a month and comes with like an annual swag box or something. Mm. But um, the the resolution here was, okay, you've already paid for the the year's worth of Funimation. And since there's still some stuff there that I might want to watch that hasn't been ported over as opposed to shutting down my thing there and, you know, moving it over, they just said, okay, you, you paid for the thing on Funimation, you got that, we'll let it run out, but here is a year's worth of Crunchyroll, which is as mu as much, if not more valuable, that um at least in terms of like the actual price tag, the, the year of their middle-level subscription is more expensive than a year of the subscription I had on Funimation, and that will then just get stapled on to my current annual one, and so I'm very pleased with the resolution. I think it's mm. totally reasonable how it is it means that that's great i'm still able to get what's left of the funimation one so it makes it easier on their end that they don't need to worry of oh gosh well what if this guy wants to watch one of the few things that happens to still be on funimation but not on crunchyroll and then we shut down his account and he wants to watch that and then it's just a hassle it's just okay here's your value that you paid for and it's going to go to the thing and you still get your other thing and uh, i think mm. that is a totally reasonable uh and uh, very fair resolution so uh i always want to shout out customer service departments when they do well like i said a little bit of lag but i have to assume they're working with some crazy volumes here so oh yeah uh, if you are a funimation subscriber i highly recommend reaching out to them uh the customer support form is just on their website uh the info they asked for was really basic it was just you know what's the email connected to your funimation account the email connected to your Crunchyroll account yada yada mm. real simple uh even if a little bit delayed. So very nice to see that happening. So uh, that's absolutely awesome. Cause I mean, uh, I know customer support can get bogged down and I have a feeling like, cause Crunchyroll has always had some issues with the, uh, with just technical issues, whether it's the site, especially the beta, which they lock you into for watching stuff. Um, I've seen nothing but complaints about it, but for Funimation, you know, the other half of the company could get back to you so quickly and, you know, actually pay it forward for your uh subscription to them absolutely amazing so uh big props to uh sony i guess uh since they own yeah, both because they probably <laughs> have to approve from a pretty high level of saying all right we're just going to do this for folks and it's not that they're just blanket doing it for everyone and to be fair it that wouldn't be easy anyways because they can't necessarily tell uh you know who has things and that's a lot of database management to do, but yeah. it seems that anyone who reaches out uh, is likely to get that resolution. So if you have a Funimation subscription, I encourage you to reach out. Absolutely. Credit where credit is due. Um, other big news and notes. Our dear friend Emmy Lowe has had a hell of a two-week run because last week she announced that she has the uh, title role of Toctopi Destiny. Uh, so Destiny, in this case, I realize that there's two title roles here, Toct and Destiny, but uh, this was a series from uh, earlier, last from late last year, from fall 2020, mm. that um, it, I, I've been on record saying, you know, it wasn't my favorite one, but it was a damn gorgeous show, and it was still good. Like, I wanted to like it more than I did. I wanted to love this show, that this was a Bandai Namco Arts one. Uh, with, mm. uh, it was, I'm double-checking here. Uh, it was a MAPPA and Madhouse co-production. Absolutely mm. gorgeous. Um, and it's sort of setting up a mobile game type thing, and there was a couple telltale signs of that but at the same time you know it was a good fun action show 
And, uh, you know, I would give it a B, Mm. which isn't to say it's a bad show that um, I I wanted to like it even more because I thought it had so much potential. And it's the type of thing that, you know, maybe it was just the type of show that I wasn't really in the mood for that. I know a couple of people who just had a ball with it. So Mm. maybe check it out, especially now because Emmy has been announced as the voice for Destiny slash Cassette, uh, the female lead of the show. Um, cool. The male lead talked is Jason Liebricht, who, for those of you who follow uh, Ruby, is the voice of Crow Brownwin. So mm. a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, Emmy then this week also announced that she's in Skeleton Knight in Another World, one of the shows that we've been wow. talking about. Uh, she's Ponta. She's the the little green fox character. So oh, God. Uh, that's going to be a fun <laughs> one for her. She doesn't have human dialogue, but she ah. has the the little, you know chirping meowing yeah yeah she's basically a cat she's basically just a spirit (laughs) magic cat with nine tails um very adorable but then the big one that dropped just yesterday um and funny enough i have a pseudo connection to it as well um the film bubble which Mm -hmm. has been released by netflix and has been highly anticipated for several months now uh just dropped yesterday and Emmy is the female lead in that, Uta, which is, uh, I would like to say, that dubbing was done way before the boss fight deal was ever publicized. It's completely irrelevant to me, but it's still pretty dang cool that, you know, within a month of uh, me joining Netflix because of the boss fight deal, that Emmy ends up uh, being leading lady in, honestly, like, I would call Bubble the biggest release of the week for Netflix. And that Mm. doesn't sound like a lot, but for Netflix, like, you know, biggest release of the week, that's still a big freaking deal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually saw it earlier today. Beautiful film. That is a Mm. rule of cool film right there. That Mm. there's a fair amount of stuff that they don't explain, but they don't need to. It's okay Mm. that you're going to have a good time uh, absolutely gorgeous. This film has pedigree coming out the wazoo. <laughs> the animation was done by Studio Wit. So okay. Attack on Titan seasons one through four, Spy yep. Family, Ranking mm-hmm. of Kings, Vivi wow. Fluoride Eye Song, written by Gen Urobuchi. Oh man. Madoka Magica, Fate yep. Zero, Psychopass. Uh... Soundtrack, Hiroyuki Sawano. Frickin' Hiroyuki Sawano, Kill a Kill, 86, Seven Deadly Sins, Attack on Titan, character designer, Takeshi Obata, who did a little thing called Death Note. Damn. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's funny, too, you mentioned Urobuchi, and I was, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go, like, here's your Toku reference, Kamen Rider Zero One. <laughs> there you go. Or, uh, no, rather, uh, Gaim. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a little confused. Don't mind me. It's yeah, been a hell of a week. Gorgeous film. So, uh, like I said, a really good two weeks for Emmy of, uh, I, I would say basically three leading roles that Ponta is a unconventional role because it's <laughs> not really human dialogue, but it's one of the big three roles on the poster that it's, you know, it's your skeleton knight, it's the pink haired elf girl, and it's a little Ponta on Skelly Boy's shoulder, on Ark's shoulder. So congratulations to Emmy, kicking ass. I know that she's still working on a lot of other things, doing a lot of director work, um, but it's always cool to see her land some good uh, roles and just to land three back to back to back like this. Yeah. Just awesome. So really wanted to make sure to call that out and uh, give her props because she's continuing to do great work. And I got to say, as somebody who's done some voice work and sound effects in the past, too, that uh, the animal sounds thing like that is a completely like overlooked part of it. Uh, Fred Tedashori, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is like one of the legends of uh, voiceover for a lot of different animals over the history of animation if i'm not mistaken i believe he did abu in aladdin um among so many others so i mean like it is such an overlooked thing in when it comes to voiceover so i mean like huge props for landing that gig because it's just that much uh 
that, yeah, that much it, more harder. It's, it's challenging <laughs> yeah. because you don't have conventional language to work with. It's all efforts. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I got to say it again. Congratulations, because that's huge. Plus to have it all drop at the same time. Like that is just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That uh, it, And it feels like when it rains, it pours because, you know, there have been seasons where Emmy has not landed anything. And then, you know, you have this where it's just here you go all at once. And in all honesty, she probably recorded bubble what mm. would be considered, quote unquote, last season. Yeah. That uh, since that's a film, not a continuous broadcast or a simulcast that uh, she was likely working on that. I would go with, as far as saying either in early January or potentially even last year, mm. but uh, it's not something that she just recorded yesterday. That's for sure. But a uh, big release yesterday. Um, I actually saw pictures of the Netflix headquarters and uh, they have these big video board screens in the lobby. Okay. And it was all for bubble. So that wow. was really cool. That is amazing. Indeed. Um, and our main topic for this week is going to be individual sports anime. So that is sports shows where the sport at play is one of individual competitors. So non-team sports. Um, we actually did a episode of team sports about a year ago and distinctly separated it into team sports. So we would have this one to go to at another time. And with Birdie Wing Golf Girls story being top of mind for you, me, John, uh, Neil Ivan, and several others, uh, it felt like this was a really good time to do it because, who, baby, uh, I can confirm also that Mario is now in on Birdie Wing <laughs> as well. Thank you very much, Neil Ivan, for uh, making sure that he got in on that. It's episode four this week. Episode one was a ride. Episode two yeah. calmed it down a bit, brought it sort of back to earth. Episode three cranked it up a bit. And then episode four this week just turned it up to 11. We're going full ham golf mafia, crazy courses. Um, that just, we have just, ugh, I don't even want to spoil it. I, I don't want to yeah. spoil it, especially since it's so new, but it's really good, folks. I mean, I can say without a doubt, if you really this is kind of going out on a limb here. I want to say it's because of how crazy it's gotten within four episodes. We went from, Oh, this is a sports anime to, Oh, this is Jojo part five, but with girls golfing. <laughs> yeah. Jojo golfing wind. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it is definitely the sleeper hit of the season. Uh, I am glad curiosity had me pick this thing up just based off of the uh just off of the poster alone going like oh that looks like a tails game like boom this is just yeah, no, out of the me, park for me for me it was i was planning on not watching it but um i went to uh read a couple reviews on things and it was just like oh well it seemed good enough let's see if it's doing anything and the first two paragraphs of the review i read was like this show isn't what it looks like it's going to be yep. and this crazy stuff and it's like Okay, sure, let's check it out. And boy, am I glad I did. Mm. Uh, golf is certainly not a uh, a sport that is regularly examined in anime. I'm pretty sure there's yeah. at least one or two others, but it is a rarity to be sure. Um, mm. And also for classification's sake, when we're saying individual sports here, we're going to be counting... Sports where you act as an individual. So mm. even if it is, you know, there are golf teams and yep. there are going to be certain things here that we'll discuss where it can be considered a a team sport in that multiple individuals are competing and that their scores are aggregated to form a team score. I'm still going to call that an individual sports anime that mm. uh, when I think a team sport, I think we have multiple people who are working in coordination that the performance of one player on the team directly helps or hinders the performance of another, not the accumulation of individual efforts mm. that it, for it to be a team sport that it has to literally be a sum is greater than the parts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that makes yeah. total sense. Cause, and there are a lot of team 
effort type. I you got to have a protagonist in every story, and there are a lot of shonen anime uh, that have a team aspect to it. So it's it's hard to single out when you have such a standout character from a cast. But doing a little bit of research and reflecting on some of the things I've seen a little bit of or heard of in the past, there's a surprising amount of just solo, not even like a standout person on a team, you know, that say like for badminton, there are singles and then there's doubles, but there's the team as a whole all together with the group of them. No, nah, there's actually a good amount of anime um, that are just one person against other people. The world, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the shows that I would say is perhaps the most iconic, and I know that Neo Ivan was definitely raving about it, uh, Hajime no Ippo, mm. the classic yep. uh, boxing anime. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's already posted a gif of it in our note passing <laughs> chat thank you very much neo ivan um and more recently the spiritual successor to hajime no ipo uh megalobox yep which i forget jace did you see megalobox uh i caught a few episodes on uh, adult swim in passing i it made me want to go and watch the whole show but i hadn't uh had the time with my previous job to actually sit back and relax i was too exhausted on my days off to it was just healing and recovery <laughs> so okay. so megalobox had two seasons one was yep. in 2019 and then one mm -hmm. was last year okay the first season of megalobox is a largely conventional boxing sports anime yeah that um there is a tournament that there is a league structure and joe is boxing his way to the top and that there's good character drama throughout uh really stylish art uh mm. i i compare the style of megalobox to cowboy bebop okay yeah it looks like it could be older animation, but it's so clean that it you can tell it's new. Yeah. But it's definitely harkening back to that that older style. Yeah, yeah. Just the the way it carries itself and uh the just the overall presentation uh feels like something out of the late nineties, but with a two with a twenty twenty level of actual production that it's really good but then season two mm. i cannot think of another show that had a season one that was so drastically different from season two because season two goes from being a, a sports anime to a character drama that mm. this is joe a couple years after the conclusion of the first season and without getting into major spoilers it goes into everything from substance abuse, immigration, survivor's guilt. There's so much that goes on. And it is a, it's heavy at times, mm. this second season. But I would go as far as saying that season two is even better than season one. And season one was a really good boxing sports anime. And season two, it is still about boxing. Mm. But it is no longer the fight of the week style. All right, we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of uh, the match analysis that it's now about. It's no longer an anime about boxing. It's an anime about boxers. Mm. That's mm. the difference. Okay. Okay. So another one that's going to go on the. Uh, so when I when I have some spare time. Uh, I mean, I'm not a binger, but if it's one of those things that I get into, uh, then who knows? I might wind up seeing like half the season in a day or something by next week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joe actually got nominated for Best Protagonist at the Anime Awards last year. Didn't win. Wow. But, uh, it was the one nomination that Megalobox got because it, it was one of those sort of under the radar hits that it's something that I feel like a good number of people saw. Mm. But since it still is not your regular action show that it got a bit overshadowed by other things. And okay. I think that's something sort of emblematic of sports anime 
as a whole. Yeah. Even in Japan, that I would say in Japan, the sports anime are bigger than there are in the U.S., uh, but even in Japan, that overall, mm. sports shows aren't usually on the same level of mainstream hype. That's not to say that mm. they are any lesser or to say that they are not uh, as good. It's just that, you know, mainstream likes the action shows. That's just sort yeah, of how it yeah. is. But there have been a lot of very iconic sports anime over the years. Uh, another one that we discussed a fair bit was, um, oh, dang it, why am I forgetting the name of it? Ah, it was the rock climbing anime from uh, the from last year, the year before. Huh. Uh, Iwakakeru, Sports Climbing Girls. There it is. Uh, this is one that we discussed uh, before you joined the show, Jay, said uh, mm. Mario was in on this one for sure as well. And um, it's competitive rock climbing. So, uh, you know, if people will climb the walls and that there will be competitions where it's based on your time and that it can be anything from everyone is climbing the same wall or to having to climb different walls in different times that uh, they go into a couple of the different forms of rock climbing competition. Okay. Uh, it's only one twelve episode season so far, but it is heavily suggested that it continues it's just going to remain to be seen if it actually gets a second season. I could see it as happening, mm. but, uh, you know, sports anime, as we mentioned, since they aren't quite the mainstream, also have sometimes a bit more difficulty getting the second and third seasons. So, I mean, uh, ultimately, it comes down to, once again, merchandising. Uh as I would use this as a good example of something that went decently far. Um, I mean, there's a combination of fan service and then there was a mobile game. Um, and of course I have a, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it away right now. I have a weakness for monster girls. Uma Musume. Ah, uh, yes, that I, that is a sports anime that that's the horse yeah, racing it's, anime. It's, it's not horse, the horse racing, racing slash regular racing. Cause they're human. Yeah. Sort of, <laughs> yeah. Sort of track and field, um, yeah. but also idols at the same time, yep. but mostly the racing track and field and, uh, uh sort of funny. Frangi actually is going to be picking up not Uma Musume, but fanfare of adolescence, the oh, other, yeah. the horse jockey anime that's airing this season yep. i i have not seen that one myself i forget if you have or haven't I've, uh, I've been keeping up with it and uh of course there's also the drama going on of the main character being a former idol from a boy band group and the pressure of it as they introduce the other guys who are going to the school and their own little backstories i got a huge laugh out of the foreigner from uh europe as he at the beginning of episode three is correcting the instructor on the English terms. And I was just, nah. It's like, it's a, a pose pose. And the professor just loses. He's like, shut up. Shut up. It was just a fun. I, I rewatched that scene like three times. It was just the funniest damn thing. Um, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a great scene. Uh, episode three, but that is really caught my attention because of the drama of the show it's not your typical sports because it's also kind of a, a school anime as well um, because of the fact that it's a jockey school. So it's, it's a nice blend of genres combined with a sport that doesn't get a lot of attention internationally. Um, it's actually, it is, you know, while we have the iconic Kentucky Derby yeah. here in the U S and that you have uh, the triple crown, um, uh, which is the the Preakness, the Derby, and uh, yep. why am I blanking on the third one? Oh, uh, oh shoot! Um... Uh, the Belmont Stakes. Okay, yep. Uh, that horse racing is very big in Japan. Really big thing. Oh so, yeah, there's uh, like many games for that in so many games over the years. Uh, Legend of Mystical Ninja, Final Fantasy VII. So uh, placing bets on chocobo racing. I mean, it's in so many games because it's so big over there. Nobody ever just realized it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I'm not sure if you know, but Frangi, uh, mm -hmm. our good friend who is one of the other uh, uh, original hosts of the show, 
Yep. Her wife works uh, that her, her actual job is that she is not a horse jockey, but that she does historical style horseback hunts. So, oh, wow. you know, that uh, in, in Franji's own words, that very wealthy people will pay her wife to bring them out on hunts and that, you know, it, it's, you know, the people on horseback who are guiding the dogs and, you know, going after ducks or uh, other small animals. And, you know, it, it reminds me of the hunt, the like actual <laughs> hunt. And uh, that part of what her wife does is that she works at a stable and mm. that she will get regularly invited to not only other hunts, but to races. And yeah. that Franji actually just this week uh, went with her wife to a race and that uh, apparently one of the horses owned by uh, one of the the people that they were with won a race so they got to go into the winner's circle and wow. uh be there for that which is cool and that is awesome it's like uh it's always fun to read frangie's account from this these mm. types of things in our group chat because she is so out of her element in these things that she's like you know these people are very wealthy and very fancy and yeah we're we're my my wife is very good at her job and uh she's great and i just feel like i'm sort of the third wheel and uh, you know frangie always puts on a good face she's able to be incredibly professional and you know it's not like she sticks out yeah, or anything. yeah. it's just that she feels you know a bit different because it, it's it's a very different environment for her yeah and, yeah as it would be for most people, very understandably yep. so. I just find it very fun to read those types of accounts. Uh, but it always seems like she has a very good time, even if it is a bit of a unusual experience. But it, it's mm. cool being able to do that type of thing. And uh, since there is that overlap with her reality that uh, the fanfare of adolescence has piqued her interest. So I will keep you all updated Cool. on Franji's opinion regarding the show and it's the type of thing that I would add it to my list if I didn't already have 15 on my list <laughs> uh, yeah I mean uh, it's definitely a good show I suggest people check it out it's currently on Crunchyroll uh, and yeah um, so and I find that a lot of the because in my research for this uh, I found that a lot of animes that focused on solo like sports so so uh i found this one called breakers that didn't get picked up by anybody it's not licensed in the states um it's about para athletes uh who meet an outcast sports scientist um and it's four stories throughout the course of the series uh with the different sports wheelchair basketball track and high jump goalball and paralympic swimming so it's an anime wow. about yeah it's an anime about paralympic athletes basically um i this is something i want to track down now um unfortunately like i i i feel like i need to get on twitter and start like hashtagging even though this was an anime from two years ago now um that it's just like this needs to get licensed and needs to be seen because it's such a niche that you never would think it would be represented. Um, so it's it's a curiosity to me. If I had seen it, I would recommend it. Um, but I still recommend it just based on this premise alone. It sounds like it's a gonna be a good sports anime with a good deal of drama in it as well. So, so looking at it, I found it on my anime list. Mm. I think I found the primary reason why it wasn't picked up by anyone. Okay. It's short form. It has eight oh, minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are much rarer for getting licensing in the West. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Netflix. I mean, Netflix. I mean, because uh, no, or, if if it was available on Netflix, it would be listed as a license, or it would still be a license, or no, um, I mean, like uh, maybe maybe they might pick it up in the future, just because uh, like Way of the House Husband and stuff like is a short form one as well. So, well, that was uh, a co-production with Netflix okay, yeah, yeah. That they usually don't just license uh, short form shows that they Makes will sense. produce short form shows. Says, for instance, um, Agretzko is another yeah, one that yeah. is short form, but was co-produced by Netflix. So, mm. uh, I sense. wouldn't expect them to pick this up, sadly. But that's really cool that that exists, and that's a really interesting one that um, 
I'm sure there are ways that you could find it. Yeah. So uh, just search around, poke around online. Everybody, uh, there's there's a way to watch anything. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Um, yeah, that's a really cool one. Obviously, the uh, Paralympic basketball is a team one, but the, the other three were all individual sports, so it definitely counts there. Yeah. Uh, even though it's focusing on a single person, of course it is a sport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. team sport, but, um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some others because like I said, one I that sort up. of straddles the line and there's a couple of these free Iwatobi swim club, you know, okay. Yeah. Famous yep. free because, uh, you know, the, I have often pointed to it as the, uh, the catalyst for what we know as the modern man service anime mm, and yeah. free ends up in an interesting place because in swimming there is a combination of individual and proper team events even when you're yep. on a swim team because you know there's the individual butterfly or the individual backstroke for you know however many meters but then there's also relays which are team events Okay, so yeah. congratulations for you get to double dip. I think we mentioned you and the <laughs> other one a year ago too, but here you are again, that, uh, that is definitely one that has a lot of focus on the individual and one's individual improvement and just sort of the battle against mm. oneself being able to hone your skills and, uh, uh, overcome either barriers or just different sort of blocks yeah. in one's performance and form. It's uh, I mean, because, again, it's not a very common sport. So uh, I I got to say, like, that's one that I haven't watched. Um, but in the same vein as that, um, I've talked about it before. Dollar Man's Club follows that whole it's a sort of a team because they all work for a company. But it's also a sport that has singles and doubles. Um but also speaking of free, another one that focuses on something that has singles or pairs, Yuri on Ice. Yeah, that's another one that gets to sort of double dip here. That so, uh, Since uh, obviously our protagonists are mostly known for being a pair. Yeah. So there is that, but uh, there are other characters in the series that are individual competitors, individual skaters. Yeah. So uh yeah there are a good number actually that are going to be able to double dip here uh obviously i would say that yuri on ice was probably the second major catalyst of the man service anime the modern man service yeah, anime yeah. it came out a couple years after free yep but yuri on ice hit hard i remember that mm. the first year of the crunchyroll anime awards was called the yuri on ice awards because that thing <laughs> damn near swept damn so, uh, that's, and to be that's fair cool. hey it was for a sports anime mm. to get so much traction in yeah. the west and in japan is a rarity to be sure so while it got a little bit obnoxious with how much everyone freaking loved yuri on ice for a bit <laughs> yep it's one that even now, a couple of years down the line, has really stood the test of time that I think it's one that will continue to be remembered for a while to come. And mm. uh, it is a very, very pretty one. I would say that that's one of the ones that really put Studio Mappa on the map. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Mappa on the yeah, map. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what I was saying. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's not something I've seen, but I had some friends who were into it. I saw some amazing artwork from one of my friends um for it and yeah i mean it's it's definitely it's a curiosity if somebody i knew was you know watching it or something and wanted to you know show me it i would probably watch it so uh, <laughs> uh and it wouldn't be like a common courtesy thing it's it's a curiosity thing you know for me at least um but also speaking of man service moving on to fan service keijo well, Keijo is a team sport. Really? I, I always well, well, no, I wait, thought it was like... Right. Dang it, it's another double dipper. Shoot. Yeah. Because it, there there were team events. One-on-one -on -one fighting, But mostly. there was one-on-one -on -one fights as well. Or, and or at, at the very least, sort of free-for-all fights. That's it's one that a real been, sport. <laughs> yeah, some people actually did uh, create... Brazil. A, down in mm -hmm. Brazil, I believe. 
Um, that's one that has also been discussed at relative yeah. length here uh, for various reasons that uh, we brought it up in our fan service episode as being one of the best done fan service shows of a way to have your cake and eat it too. Mm. The, the, the cake in this case being the cheesecake, shall we say, <laughs> but um, that uh, it, it was a series for those who aren't familiar. If you're not familiar with Keijo and uh, of importance, it is Keijo with exactly eight exclamation marks, not more, <laughs> not less. It is Keijo exclamation, 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 exclamation. So, that is the proper spelling of that title. Eight shall be the number of the exclamation points, and exclamation points shall be of the number eight, not seven. Nine not is, <laughs> and nine is right out. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, that is a series where uh, girls do effective wrestling, but are only allowed to make contact using their buttocks and breasts. And that you are, the objective is to knock your opponents into a pool. Uh, yep. And then there's sometimes a simple little round island in the pool. Sometimes there's these sort of sweeping big city-like structures. It's a bit crazy. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. the manga got abruptly canceled. Wow. Uh, there were production issues with it, apparently. Huh. And uh, it had a bad month in that the mangaka did not get many assistants to help so they okay. fell behind and then just sort of all of a sudden snap decision they were given three chapters to end the series wow so very unfortunate there because it was one that had actually done all right at least in the west but i think i had read that the anime dvd sales hadn't done particularly well and that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back mm. um but it's still out there. Uh, I forget if it was Crunchyroll or Funimation, but it's on Crunchyroll now. That's the bottom line to it. Yeah. So if you want to see that one, it's a ride for sure. <laughs> the, just just knowing that it's it's a real thing makes me really happy. I, if anything, it's just making me think, when are we going to get a professional slapping anime? <laughs> <laughs> slap fighting anime <laughs> i want to see i want to see that full-on shonen like power up yeah <laughs> like <laughs> naming their slaps ridiculously stupid things uh heck if it get you know if it becomes a thing and it gets dubbed you gotta get charlie you gotta get moist critical in on it too <laughs> like oh he's God. gotta be <laughs> i i want to see that i want to see a slap fighting anime uh you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but if it happens, I'll probably say, yeah, yeah, I suppose it was inevitable. Mm. So, uh, one of the, I would say, old guard, most iconic sports anime, which is another case of singles and doubles, is The Prince of Tennis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'll admit, I haven't actually seen it, but from what I understand, it mostly focuses on the singles. Yeah, uh, I believe so. I haven't seen it. I know a lot of it, like, because I've I countless times uh, researching actors in tokusatsu. It's kind of a running joke that to become a common Rider, you must have been in Tenemu, the long running Prince of Tennis musical series. Huh. But Prince... But Prince of Tennis is so much more than just that series uh, and musical because Netflix actually has the Chinese live action adaptation of Prince of Tennis. I didn't know there was a Chinese live action adaptation. <laughs> I didn't know. I stumbled upon and like I did a double take because I'm like, that sounds like Prince of Tennis. And I started looking at it. I'm like. This is My Prince God, of Tennis. It is Prince of Tennis. <laughs> but it's from China, which makes even less sense because it's it's in Japanese anime and manga. So I'm just like, uh, uh, <laughs> my mind just couldn't figure that out. It short-circuited for a brief amount of time. Uh, but the, the live action, I did watch an episode of it out of curiosity, and the live action was great. So I imagine that the Prince of Tennis anime is just as good, if not better, because anime can convey so much more like animation just 
there's there's a reason why uh live action versions of anime and manga don't seem to hit the mark just right and it's just or or disney's live action adaptations Ooh. <laughs> i feel like of anything that could be adapted that sports anime are going to be the most adaptable content because assuming that it is a real sport yeah that, uh, i don't know if this would work if we're doing tribe nine levels of baseball mm, yeah but if yeah. you're doing something like prince of tennis it, or if you're doing something like well birdie wing wouldn't work either but yeah if you're if you're doing something like i don't know hanabato or yeah. salaryman's club that that could probably work because it's still grounded in reality yeah so i mean it's not like a say captain tsubasa you know where it's just and that's extremely long running on top of it all um but of course that's the popularity of soccer and that's a team sport so it doesn't count towards this but that's just kind of the appeal of realistic ones even even if that is a shonen it's a little unrealistic in some ways but um so i i found another one in my research and this is another thing that can be team or solo um and it's on crunchyroll so i'm definitely going to check this out um probably when it gets brought over to uh or no it's on funimation so i'm going to check it out when it gets moved over to crunchyroll it's called uh the gymnastics samurai oh yeah i High saw the stuff. first episode of yeah. that uh it was weird not yeah. bad uh, i just had a lot of other stuff that season um but yeah, there that was a gymnastics one with uh it was a retired a retired gymnast uh getting back into competition again. Yeah. So uh, and and of course like I can imagine the beauty of seeing that in animation considering I've been enjoying Dance Dance Dancer, I probably will watch this in the future. It'll it'll definitely be on my backlog of if next season provide like it seems to be a slow season for shows and i'm hoping it is because my backlog just keeps building from every freaking episode i'm on here it's like okay add that one to the list <laughs> so, so i'm drowning no so. no no that's free <laughs> oh sorry that you just set yourself up for that one. yeah it's too yeah. easy you had to take the shot <laughs> Um, no, that's that... slam dunk. <laughs> Fair turnabout. <laughs> All right. One so... uh, that, uh, if anybody here is familiar with Pro ZD, Sung Wan Cho, who is also uh, now actually really getting into voice acting, that uh, he is a content creator who is known for, uh, he has done a lot of very funny shorts. He does game reviews. Mm. Um and he's done voice acting for a while, but uh, in the past several years has started to get some major roles that he actually plays Kage, Shadow, in Ranking of Kings. Oh, wow. Uh, um, he's also known for doing the trying very large amounts of various foods that he's tried, like, you know, 32 different types of Pop-Tarts or 32 mm. different types of Pocky and, <laughs> you know, 17 different types of Lunchables, what have you. A uh, really talented content creator. Um, but his favorite anime of all time, as he has said on multiple occasions, is a show called Chihaya Furu, which mm. is a show about the Japanese card game slash poetry memorization game. Okay, of yeah, Karuka. yeah. Yep. So uh, uh, one of my besties was huge into that during the first season. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. This is one that I is very high up on the list of things I know I need to get to. There's three seasons worth of it. Uh, it is on High Dive. It is a Sentai show. Um, but I've heard very, very good things. And that's one where it is two individuals who are each looking at a set of cards that have Japanese poetry on it and a the referee, for lack of a better term, or the caller will read out parts of the poem and yep. the two competitors need to look at the board, find the card that has the corresponding words and 
hit the card off of the table or playing field. So it is a combination of memorization, reflexes, eye-hand coordination, and overall anticipation. So mm. very interesting one. Very unconventional for sure that it, it is absolutely a Japanese sport and a Japanese uh, show in that sense that it, it's a... Not, there really isn't a good analogy for <laughs> a sport that is well-known in the U.S. or in the West I mean, that I can think of that is even remotely like it, but that just makes it all the more unique. Yeah, I mean, uh, and of course, I mean, it's, it's, oh man, like, it's hard to describe because it is a very, in, it is surprisingly intense. It's, it's, uh, yeah, because I mean, I've well, seen like the first three episodes of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it's the type of thing that you would not think that your pulse will be rushing as you listen to someone on a tape recorder reading out Japanese poetry. But oh boy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely something that if you love Japanese culture and history, it is definitely worth watching for that. And uh I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't keep up with it uh, since it's gone on now for I think three seasons, right? Yep, three seasons. Yeah. So um, definitely uh, something that again, if next season's slow, and I'm praying that it's slow. I, yeah, I doubt it will be. I doubt it. I doubt summer it. Is this usually, season summer is usually <laughs> the stack season. Yeah, and yet spring just seemed to clobber so hard. Yeah, well, the thing the thing about this season is that it's not a lot of name brand stuff. That yeah, in terms of the the big continuing shows, that there's a couple. That there's Shield Hero, there's Kaguya Sama, but you know this isn't a a season with My Hero. It's not a season with Attack on Titan. Yeah, that. Uh, for all intents and purposes, this is actually a quiet season on paper. It just so happens that a lot of the original stuff this season is overperforming. And it's not even that, you know, the of the 12 to 15 shows that I'm watching, they're not all going to make the anime of the year top 10 list in honorable mentions. I would say that there's maybe five competitors among them. Mm. That it, this isn't that it's, you know, so stacked that these are all going to be like big anime of the years, but just everything is good. Everything is solid. Yeah. So, uh, although you never know with at least Spy Family. So, uh, and uh, Spy Family is a top, top, top five, if not top three contender out of the gate. That I'm going to go on right now saying uh, Tomodachi Game strikes me as an honorable mention. It's really mm. good. I, I don't know if it quite stacks up for me. Yeah. Like, uh, spy family but spy family is it's an early front runner for anime of the year yeah so uh if you haven't watched it get on it <laughs> no sports in that one no sports. um do we count initial d um i mean in america we count we count racing for individual america. so uh, it's not because it's street racing, which isn't sanctioned per se, but it's yeah. still racing. So I'm going to count it. I'm going to say Initial D is an individual sports anime. If NASCAR is a sport in the United States, then Initial D is a unofficial. It's sport. an underground sport. Underground. Uh, <laughs> uh, so another one I stumbled across that uh, falls in line with. It's it's funny this solo slash solo team thing. We've had Yuri on Ice, Salary Man's Club, and uh, uh, Free, and in the same line with that, except this one is a solo person sport. There's no team in this. Uh, wave surfing yape. Let's go surfing. I have not heard of that one. Um, it's on Crunchyroll. Uh, well, actually, it's supposed to be on Crunchyroll, but uh, the link, if you try to find it on there, doesn't show any videos. Um, ah, it, that usually means it the is light. on Funimation. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of weird. One of those things where it's like, oh, oh, wait, no, Wave is on there. I'm thinking of a different anime where, uh, oh, what was it? I, I stumbled upon a, a girl's hockey anime that had me going like, that's interesting. And it said it was on Funimation and it wasn't there 
And then I looked it up on oh, Crunchyroll and it was there. This is a recent one. Yeah. Oh, it was last year. That's what it was. It was last winter season. So it's a bit over a year old now. Yeah. Um, I guess we, we must have actually mentioned it in our season preview. I mm. never watched it. I never really heard anything about it. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it's Studio Asashi or Asahi. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which has done a couple of different ones. Nothing that is a uh, Heaven's Design Team, Peach Boy Riverside. Okay, Girls Frontline. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff here, and uh, yeah, a surfing one. Now I kind of wish it had gotten a bit more traction. <laughs> uh, once again, it's the odd sports that wind up being the most focused on just singles play. So yeah, uh, usually because usually individual sports are the ones that are able to be a bit quirkier because you don't necessarily need um, a, a big field or something, depending on what it is. But uh, yeah, that uh, surfing is a really cool one that uh, I I am a bit surprised that we haven't seen more surfing anime because of all the niche sports that feels like one that would lend itself to animation because it's so action-packed and you can do stuff that's so big you know oh yeah go back to our childhood i feel really freaking old saying this but rocket power oh god actually i thought you were gonna reference surf ninjas what the heck is surf ninjas that was that was a live action movie around the time of like three ninjas what the heck yeah, the movie came out in 1993, live action comedy. Well, that's so, also part of why because Rob Schneider, I, Leslie Nielsen. Well, part of this is also because I was very young at that point. I was a year old. Oh, okay. Yeah, I now you're making me feel old. I was six, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I remember that and going like. Is this related to is this related to three ninjas? Because <laughs> uh, because ninjas were big in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Oh, ninjas have always been big. True, I don't true. think that that's necessarily an eighties or nineties thing. But surf ninjas, that's uh, wow, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a oddity. Uh, it's. It's a product of the 90s. <laughs> Definitely looks like it just from a quick glance through. Uh, any last ones before we head out? Um, I'm. I'm 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 coming I'm, up with blanks. Like, I have a, I have some big lists of ones that uh, I just haven't seen that. Um, there's a Yawamushi pedal, which is a biking one. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple other track and field ones. Um, oh, uh overdrive was another uh biking uh anime as well i don't think it got licensed i i stumbled upon it while i was looking things up and i'm like huh is this like yoamushi pedal and then i looked it up and it's like no it's it's a solo person trying to train to be able to do the tour de france so huh. what was it uh was that during the peak of lance armstrong's popularity probably yeah so that that would explain that <laughs> yeah uh there's skate the infinity from last year which yep. is another one that was very beloved by frangi uh the skateboarding anime uh there's run with the wind which is uh, a really good track one uh i'm forgetting there was an archery one that was done by kyo annie oh god was um, it um uh, do do surune i believe it was Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a KyoAni production, uh, originally broadcast in 2018. So not super old, not super recent either. But uh, yeah, that's a archery one. So uh, if you're into it, now, this being Japanese archery, so this isn't you know the super high tech bows, but the one where you know they're wearing the uh, traditional sort of uh, gi style outfits. And uh, it's a really nice one, Kyoani. So, you know, it's going to be very pretty. I can't remember the title. I think 
I could have sworn I saw while I was looking things up in a parkour anime as well about uh, them trying to revive this club. Um, and it was basically a parkour style sport. And I cannot remember well, the title. It's a team sport in this one, but Bubble actually funny enough to bring it all back for the end here. Uh, the, the anime film Bubble that Emmy is in actually a major point of the plot and story is that uh it is team parkour sort of capture the flag type of thing in low gravity tokyo so okay yeah post-apocalyptic low gravity parkour go watch bubble <laughs> and oh, they, don't worry if go. that sounds weird and makes no sense don't worry about it just don't worry <laughs> about it so uh, just take it all in Anime films usually are very over the top and gorgeously animated and just eye candy with, I mean, like great stories. I've seen so many good films over the years. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah and like I said, uh, it's a really fantastic performance by Emmy. So be sure to check one out. And uh, I think that's just about going to do it for us this week. That this has been episode 105 of Dekai, very fun one about some individual sports anime. Uh, there's so many different ones, so many different sports, uh, everything from you know mainstream things like swimming and tennis to the the more niche ones uh, like rock climbing to the absurd ones like Keijo. That uh, sports anime are going to be a mainstay forever because I think so long as you have society, you, you will have sport, and that sport and competition are innately in human things or, or innately yeah. innately sentient things like you know you there are animals that you know even if they don't have their own sports leagues that you see you know uh you know animals will race with each other playfully that it, it is competition is i think a very natural thing and that uh, stories around competition are always going to be very relatable very compelling which is what makes it such an evergreen genre hmm yeah i mean uh and I mean, there's just so many sports out there. It like it just infinite possibilities because I mentioned like slap fighting and then it dawned on me. I, I oh, don't know I, any I just uh, Nintendo. We, we, we've left out the single greatest individual sports anime of the past 20 years that has been airing continuously. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh. <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, card games, because there have been ones like, uh, I guess if we're following Initial D as a sport because of cars, that, you then know, motorcycles. That car, card games are still sports. If Karuta is a sport, Yu-Gi-Oh! is absolutely True. a sport. True. Um, and one last sport. Uh, I'm surprised neither one of us thought of any Kendo shows. But thinking of Kendo... While this isn't a sports anime per se, there is a lot of sword fighting one-on-one -on -one for prize in it. Revolutionary Girl Utena. Ha. Yeah. Also, confession, I've never seen all of Revolutionary Girl Utena. Uh, well, let's just I say... No, I need to. Not as weird as the movie, but it still gets weird. It is... It is like... Utena is to shoujo as Jojo is to shonen, basically. <laughs> yeah, it, I know it is a historically significant anime that I do need to get to. But uh, as you said, there is always that list. And for every show that gets added to that, that every show that gets removed from the list, three more get added to it. So uh, definitely lots of good things to see out there. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You can check out our sponsor, Image Anime, at imageanime.com and use the code DISCOUNTSHIP, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P, for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. You can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise at www.digitalerraentertainment.streamelements.com. Be sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that jazz here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can find the trailer for Kokodono Pro, our upcoming wrestling uh, uh, visual novel. And uh, uh, I think that... Oh, I almost forgot. 
tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so the same broadcast time for this, we are going to be doing our next radio drama. It is going to be Batman Beyond Revival and Return of the Joker. I am going to be playing the clown prince of crime himself, so I'm very excited <laughs> for the show tomorrow. Uh, I think that just about does it. I will be back next week, obviously, for this, but also on Thursday night with RJ for some more great Ace Attorney. Uh, for any updates about Emmy and all of her wonderful exploits, you can follow her at Kitsune Squeak on Twitter. That is K-I-T-S-U-N-E-S-Q-U-E-A-K. Uh, Jace, what are your socials again? Uh, I am quite literally everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, not Twitch. That one actually, um, I, I canceled the account, um, at one point I, I gave it over to my client, uh, who's a VTuber so that he could start off as a, uh, <laughs> as, as a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, affiliate affiliate yeah i i gifted him the account um because it's just like okay dude i did this work for you you're gonna pay me if you make money off of this you hear me so mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. instead of crit hit jace that one's crit hit jason but literally everywhere else twitter instagram facebook crit hit jace uh you can also find it on youtube you search crit hit jace that's my channel there's going to be some content coming to that soon with uh reviews theories all sorts of uh interesting weird stuff as well as uh critical hit productions or crit hit productions for short uh we'll be launching some podcasts soon as well so Ooh, very fun well thank you all so much for tuning in stay safe stay sane and we will see you next time on digital era twitch play ball <laughs>